Hey, Ty Brady here with Brady Insurance Marketing in the Ty Brady Way, one of the nation's largest field marketing organizations that helps independent agents achieve a six and seven figure income with the systems and strategies that I'm going to talk about with you today. Welcome back to another episode of the Ty Brady Way. Today, I want to talk about ways of smoking out the objection or the real concern. Um, I've talked a lot about an objection is just error. You either agree, ignore, or resolve. But here's some little bit more depth in this. So the first one I want to bring up is, is listen actually and then ask clarifying questions. Because a lot of times um, I'll get an agent that calls me up and says, hey, well, um, they say, well, they have this. And I'm like, something doesn't make sense, right? So I have to tell them, go ask this question or this question because I can't really help them until I get to the root problem. Maybe they're telling me they're on this insurance and I'm like, the insurance doesn't exist or you know, a name of an insurance company that doesn't exist. So I got to listen to the agent and then, and, and then ask clarifying questions. So that would be one. The next one is a lot like agreeing. Um, you validate the perspective's concern. Maybe they say that the last time they used this program or this product, that it didn't work for them. So listen to them and then validates by saying, hey, you know, I understand that you were on XYZ carrier and they may have not paid your bill, but they've changed, right? So you acknowledge what they said and then come back with, I understand and help them resolve that. Now, the, some of the things is you may have to address the objection head on. So if somebody says, as an example, um, that they the last bill they had, they had a bill of $90,000. Well, what do you mean by you had a bill of $90,000 from that insurance carrier? Because to me, I got red flags going off saying, well, it doesn't make any sense, right? Because I know what they should have paid and it, it's just so far off, right? So I've got to hit it head on, babe, saying, what do you mean by you paid $90,000? $90,000 in what, in what scenario? Um, the, the next one, this is number four, it, use social proof. Use stories. Stories sell, facts tell. Now you have to have a little bit of both, but is it a story from a previous client? Or maybe you say, listen, as an example, I had a member that did not have a, the policy that I'm showing you, and they had to pay $38,000 for life flight. But the policy I'm putting you on is only going to cost you $125. So that was using a story and the the social aspect. The other one is is people want to follow the crowd. And if you said something like this, most people choose this program. Guess what? They're probably most likely going to want to do it, right? So by telling stories, using social proof will help you overcome those objections as well. And this is one, this is two part. The next one, number five, be patient and persistent. So we already talked about listening earlier, but be patient when they're talking. Listen and then be persistent. Maybe today's not a good time. They're not in the buying mood. Maybe you don't have the decision maker with you on the other side of the table. Maybe you're not talking to the decision maker at all and you have somebody that just wants to talk. Remember this too, a prospect is somebody who has the ability to pay, has a need, right? And is willing to listen. So if one of those three things is not met, then they're not a prospect and all I'm doing is wasting my time and their time, except for I may have made a new friend. And actually, you know what? You're really not wasting your time because if you ask for referrals, you may not be able to help them, but they may know somebody that you can help, right? 
So be patient and persistent. That's number five. Now, six, anticipate objections. Hey, guess what? The people you're talking to, if you're in sales, they haven't been to objection school. I know that I have, and I've been trained a lot on objections, but they've never been to that school. So I know the standard objections, right? I don't have the money. I'm not interested. Uh, I thought you'd send it to me in the mail. These are a lot of objections I get all the time, or I'm happy where I'm at. Well, you're telling me you're happy where you're at, but are you getting this, 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 or this? So make sure that you anticipate the objections. You're going to get them. They know they're meeting with a salesperson. Okay. Be prepared to walk away. I'm going to run that back. That is number, uh, excuse me. That one is number six or seven. Be prepared to walk away. If they are not a prospect, I just mentioned what a prospect was. You can walk away. Or if you feel like it's not going to be a good fit, right? You don't have to do business with everybody you meet with. And if it's going to suck the life out of you and be demanding, is it really worth it? So you got to ask yourself that. Walk away. I've walked away from clients. I've walked away from agents. It just wasn't a good fit. I didn't want to put myself in a situation where it gave me a bad reputation. I didn't want to put the person on the other side of the table in a bad situation by trying to convince them to be to do something, right? I don't need to do that. Oh, here's another one. I love it. This is so great. Do not take the objection personally. Wow. How hard is that? So many times when somebody doesn't buy from us, we're looking at what did I do wrong? What could I have done? What could I have said? Did they don't like the way I look? Do they don't like the way I smell? You know, don't take it personally. That's a big one. Number nine, ask the prospect to elaborate on their objection. So what is their concern? What really is it? Was, was it that bill, $90,000 bill? Was it really a bill or was it an EOB? You know, what did they actually have to pay? So I'll have them elaborate or tell the story or the background. Maybe it's not them personally. It's a story they heard or something they read online or it's their neighbor telling them. Whatever it is, get to the, get to smoke it out. Let them elaborate. Number 10, show the prospect how to protect or service can address their objection. So a lot of times in the insurance industries, how can we protect them against financial risk, right? or life insurance, how can I pass money on to our, our loved ones, right? Those are things that you want to address to, whether it's in the product you're selling, maybe the product has all of these values, bring the value out in that product and because of the values there. That was number 10. Number 11, offer a solution to, this pro, to, offer a solution to the prospect's concern, right? If they say that, I don't like the taste of fish, right? Just really simple. Well, guess what? We have chicken or steak. Which of, which of those would you prefer? Um, some people will relate that to giving them A, B, and C options on the table because if you give them A, B, and C, they're going to pick one. Maybe they don't like option A. Well, guess what? They're going to like option B. And if they don't like option B, they like option C. So make sure that you're willing to give them an alternative to what their objection is. Let's say they don't like it. In my industry, they don't like a particular carrier for whatever reason. Well, guess what? I have XYZ, PDQ, brands that you can roll with and work with. So offer a, offer the, a solution to their objection. All right. Nay, uh, let's see. Oh, this one. Number 12. Use humor to diffuse the situation. Now this could backfire. This could go really well. I have people that, you know, will be like, oh, that's funny. Ha ha ha. And laugh. I'm not good at that. I don't use humor. I try to just 
you know, re like ask them, is this what you were saying? You know, they give me an objection. I restate it. And then we move on. Number 13, negotiate a compromise. So they don't like the fish. They just put the fish option. We'll give them two other options. We talked about that. They can have steak or chicken. So offer them a compromise. Maybe they say, well, do I have to spend that $100 a month? Well, maybe it's not $100 a month. Say, so how about if we do $40 a month? Give them an option out. Give them a way out so that they have an ability to make a decision. We talked about uh, using humor. That was the, the one before that. Uh, be confident in the product and service that you have. So how do you become confident? A lot of times people say, well, buy the product that you're selling. And that way you're confident in that and learn it you know you know the pros and cons if it's a vacuum you know that it works well here here and here but it may not work well here right or maybe has a tendency to get clogged but have confidence in the product or service that you're selling by owning the product or service yourself pretty simple right on that one uh build a build a rapport with the the pro Build a rapport with the prospect. We know all about that. Build a relationship of trust. Be genuine. Make sure that they you really care about them. Make sure you actually relate with habits, you know, that they have or even insight that they may have. But that is a good point as well. Number 16, show the prospect the benefits of your products or services. So how I like to do this in my industry is I tell stories. This is the, this is how this has helped this consumer if it's a cancer plan you know the first cancer plan that i sold was to a lady it was a fifty thousand dollar lump sum cancer policy it was a cash benefit to the lady i sold it to her in november in january she was diagnosed with cancer she got a check for fifty thousand dollars so that was a story i tell people when i'm trying to sell cancer plans because one out of two one out of every two men one out of every three women will be diagnosed with cancer in their lifetime it's not if it's when i tell that story all the time i believe because I have cancer plans on me and my family that everybody should have a cancer plan because it's not if, it's when. But that $50,000 check allowed that lady to go to Pittsburgh to have a, a, a experimental surgery to treat cancer at the source. And then she was in turn uh, ready, cost her $28,000 cash. She was able to remodel her house with the rest. She was able to do that with that lump sum cancer plan. But that's a story you can tell. Number, uh, we're on 17. Be prepared to answer questions thoroughly and tough questions. So make sure that, and if you don't understand the question they're asking, restate it. Hey, so you're telling me that you can't afford it. What is it that you can't afford? You're telling me that uh, you don't need a new vacuum. Well, tell me what vacuum you do have, right? Ask those hard questions and figure and help them figure it out. Uh, don't be afraid to ask for the sale. Oh my goodness. Uh, oftentimes, people don't know this about me either. Me, you know, I worked for a jewelry store when I was first married and I sold more one carat diamonds than any other sales agency in my first 90 days. And what I did is I made sure everybody that came into the store, I said, hey, we got a new diamond in the store. Let me show it to you. And I would just show it to them. And then, I, and then I would ask, you know, what are you looking for? Do you like this set or that set? Do you like white gold? Do you like, you know, do you like uh, platinum? Do you like tungsten? What do you like? And then we, I would navigate them around the store. Well, guess what? If I, everyone I showed to, if one out of 10 bought, that's how I sold more one carat diamonds than any other, I was any other sales agent at that jewelry store. I just made a commitment that I was going to show everybody that came in that one carat diamond. 
And it was amazing. People were just, they were asking me, what are my tips? What are my tricks? And I'm like, I just showed them. And guess what? When the when their fiance is there or their spouse or whoever it was, and they see that they see it and they feel it and they touch it and they picture it on their ring, guess what? They're telling the partner, I want that. And then I would come back, hey, we have your financing, yada, 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 this, that, and the other. And then I would end up closing the deal. Uh, so don't be afraid to ask for the sale. Follow up with the prospect after the conversation. That goes back to a previous one, right? Patience and persistence. Be patient and be persistent. Most salespeople don't follow up after the third or fourth contact. They give up and they just say, I'm done. I don't need anymore. I'm telling you, the sales are made on the seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth callback. And if you want to make more sales, you want to increase your, co your closing ratio, follow up more than four times and be persistent and be patient. Now, the last one, this one's good. Learn from your mistakes. Wow, think about that. Learn from your mistakes. What I mean by that is if you don't have a coach or a mentor and you're in a sales industry or you're an entrepreneur, have somebody you can bounce your ideas off of. If you went and did a pitch and you say, well, they said this, 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 and this, how can I overcome it, right? That's gonna shorten the window for you from, that's gonna shorten the track from A to B so that you can close more deals and get better at what you do. So learn from your mistakes. The objections are all the same, guys. They're the same in whatever industry it is. Again, understanding what a prospect is is huge. It's a person that has a need. Someone has the ability to pay and, and willing to listen. If you're selling furniture, the need, if they're in a furniture store, they have a need, right? Well, then they have the ability to pay. So is, are they gonna have to finance it, right? Or are they gonna have to uh, mortgage their house? How are they gonna pay for it? And the last one, are they willing to listen? Are they willing to listen to you on the value proposition that you're gonna give them for that product? If it's a couch, if it's a, if it's a bed, whatever it is. Guys, these are some wonderful tips and tricks on how to handle objections. Not necessarily what to say on the rebuttal side, but how you can become better and more efficient at handling objections. As always, share, like, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Type Radio Way. As always, share, like, and subscribe. Um, go to Instagram at ty.r.brady. And as always, love hearing from you. And let me know what you want to learn on the show or what you'd like me to bring up on the show. Thanks. You can find the Ty Brady Way on Instagram as well as Facebook. To stay connected with giveaways and Ty himself, go ahead and follow at ty.r.brady on Instagram as well as Facebook. This podcast was recorded, edited, and produced by Whitney Face Media Marketing. The theme music is an excerpt from Hot Chicken of the Woods by Isaac Joel.